0: Welcome to the Simplify Finance Podcast, powered by Palma Bella Consulting. No gimmicks, no schemes, just solid, simple ways to recapture control over your finances. And now, broadcasting from Palma Bella Studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, here is your host, Troy Peterson. Hello, and welcome back. Hey, my name's Troy, and I am excited to be able to share today's edition of the Simplify Finance Podcast with you. I want to talk today about something that's become a real passion of mine in the last couple of years. In fact, we started talking about this a few episodes ago, and I I didn't quite finish the series, and I've had several people ask me questions about this. So we want to come back and really do a deep dive here on the topic of the strategy of beating the wealth killers. Uh, You heard me right. I said the wealth killers. These are four key areas in our finances that I've identified that are designed by our current financial system to drain you dry, to make you broke, uh, to keep you from ever being financially free, and to keep you from ever being able to build a comfortable retirement account. Now, these four wealth killers are out there. There's nothing you can do to escape them. But when you understand how they work, you can turn them around and use the rules in your favor. And when you use them in your favor, now you can grow your wealth. You can be financially free and you can achieve the independence that should be available to absolutely everyone. Sadly, the biggest reason that these wealth killers come in and take advantage of us is because we simply don't know how. We simply don't have the financial education that we should have. We don't even get basic training in most high schools anymore to teach our kids how to balance a checkbook. So most of everything we've learned by finances has been through the school of hard knocks. It's been through, let me see how hard I can work and how much money I can make so that I can keep up with my bills. And we really kind of wind up trapped in a cycle, a cycle that keeps us exposed to the uh, whims of the wealth killers that are designed, like I said before, to just drain us dry. These things are put in place by our big banks and Wall Street to still kill and destroy your wealth before you can ever build it. So we're going to take a look at these wealth killers. Uh, I want you to see them for exactly what they are and what you can do to change them around. Now there's four of these areas that are absolutely stealing your wealth. So Let's take a look at them. Uh, the first one we am going to take a look at is risk. And risk is perhaps one of the biggest lies out there. I call it the big lie of risk. Now, we've all heard the saying that says the bigger the risk, the greater the reward. I think that's probably one of the biggest lies that I've heard out there. Uh, most of the wealthy people that I started meeting early on in my financial career, well, they didn't believe in making high risk, high return investments. And after watching them and talking to them for a while, I came to the realization that that big lie of the greater the risk, the greater the reward is one that's told to you by whoever's trying to sell you something. And what it really means is you take the risk by buying or investing in this program or product and I get the reward in the form of fees and commissions. That's what it really means. You take the risk, the salesperson or the broker that's hooking you up gets the reward. Uh, Rarely do you get the reward. Uh, risk manifests itself in multiple different ways. When I look at risk, I look at the big lie that somebody's been selling us. I have to look at what really is risk about. It's like this. Risk puts you at subject to the whims of the market. And we know the market can go up or down in a heartbeat. In 2008, when the market crashed, I personally lost a few million dollars. My portfolio Lost 65 percent of its value when it fell so fast. I didn't even know what to do. I was in a total tailspin. It was like shock. It was it was bigger than Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It was just something else. I can't tell you how many sleepless nights I had through that season as I watched millions of dollars disappear from my net worth. I watched cash disappear as I'm trying to hold on to assets that no longer produced income. I'm watching values plummet as the market crashed, and there was absolutely nothing I could do to stop it my whole portfolio my entire net worth was all subject to risk and that market risk took it away i know i'm not alone uh, you're probably listening to this today and you you heard the adage and probably felt like hey my 401k became a 201k during that time because it lost half its value i actually had a client that came to us in 2009 and he had been completely wiped out during that time He'd, he'd gotten to a place in 2006, 2005, 2006, right in that area where his home was almost paid for. He owed like $30,000 on his home and his plan was to have his home paid for, retire, live off the social security that he and his wife would, would have and, and everything was good. And then he had a, an opportunity to invest in a business and his daughter opens this business and it starts to grow and flourish and it's doing so good that they opened up a second location. Now, he wanted to help his daughter grow and flourish the business, so he mortgaged his home to pull out a little bit of money for the second location. And everything started to go well, and the business is producing, and they're thinking, wow, I'm into money. But then the unthinkable happened. 2008, the economic collapse happened, and we started seeing the market go into a freefall. It lost value across the board. Businesses suffered. I remember talking to my accountant after this happened, and he said it was like a wave watching those people who were kind of paycheck to paycheck line up for bankruptcy first but then it got to the more affluent business owners who were also filing bankruptcy later because people quit shopping at their stores and we watched businesses close I watched shopping centers go vacant I know you watched it in your areas too it was absolutely horrific and this particular client of mine when their business fell apart suddenly he's in a place where he can't do the mortgage payment anymore, the home he thought he was going to have paid for and and retire in, well, it's gone now. And really, he didn't do anything wrong except overexpose himself to the risk of the market. And when the market went, uh, everything went with it. Net worth disappeared, just like mine. So his 401k actually lost in value almost three quarters to where he only had about $100,000 left. And with that $100,000, he did start buying some income-producing assets and turned that around. He took himself away from the exposure to market risk and started getting into income-producing assets that began to generate for him. And we're talking about assets that will generate income regardless of what their value is. And yes, they're out there if you know where to shop, if you know what you're looking for and you're buying at the right time of the market. So he bought these income-producing assets that began to generate income for him, and by the time he hit retirement, he'd actually been able to turn it around, still buy a home, a smaller home, but he was able to buy it for cash, and he was able to generate more income through these income-producing assets than he was going to get on Social Security. So in the end, he ended up better, but he had to get away from market risk. I had to get away from market risk, and you have to get away from market risk. As we sit here, we're looking at a brand new year, 2017 is on us, and our market right now is setting record highs. You've got the Dow teasing around the 20,000 mark, looking to break a record that it's never set before, looking to be higher than it's ever been before. And we know the story that says what goes up must come down, and that's especially true with the market. And history has shown us that when the market starts to come down, it comes down rather rapidly. If you're exposed to market risk, that means when that market starts to come down, your portfolio will also go down. So you might feel really wealthy today because the market's in a growth streak, and that growth streak could continue for another six months to two years. Who knows? The market is very, very emotional. It's going to do what it's going to do, and you can't control it. You can just try to guess it and try to outsmart it. But let me warn you there. Out of all the fund managers that are out there who want to tell you that they're beating the market, 96% of them do not. 96% of professional funds don't beat the market, so your chances of beating the market are also pretty much nil. So you don't try to beat the market. Instead, you try to work with the market. See, we understand that risk is a lie. The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. That's a lie because you rarely get the reward when you take the risk. Somebody else enjoys the reward in the form of fees or commissions. We know that when the market takes a turn, if you're exposed to market risk with no floor on your investments, that means even your equity position goes away. As we sit here now, I'm invested in a stock with a mining company that does silver mining. And I know silver's in good demand. But silver also tends to move opposite of the market. So when the market goes up, silver and gold and precious metals tend to go down. But when the market goes down, those precious metals tend to go back up. So I sit here looking at this stock, which started out around $9 a share and is now sitting around $7 a share. It's gone down. There's your market risk. So if you buy it at nine, it goes down to seven. That means you've actually lost principal. Now, you could hedge that by putting in an automatic stop loss on your investment. So if you buy it at nine and you set a stop loss at, say, eight, that means that you can automatically sell when you hit eight, but you've still gone down. Now, what about another alternative? What about looking at funds and investments that have what we call a floor and a cap? Now, a floor means that the floor is set at zero on these funds. So if you go up in value you gain. If you go down in value, you don't lose because the floor kicks in like an automatic stop loss to pull you out of that position before you lose your equity. So in other words, with the right floor in place, you are guaranteed never to lose principal on your investments. Now, I think it's important to have a good fund that has a floor and a cap. Now a cap means that you're never gonna earn more than a certain percent. Let's take into account, for example, a particular investment strategy that uh, that I use and that I've put many clients into. It's just one of a few that are available and it might not be the best one for you. But this particular fund has a floor and a cap. The cap is 13% and the floor guarantees you're never gonna lose principal. So let's say you put in $100,000 today and then the market falls. And and cuts in half tomorrow. So everybody else is exposed to market risk. They just lost half of their principal. Now they only have $50,000. But because you have your floor in place, your $100,000 is still there. You've never lost any of your principal. Now, that's vitally important if you really want to build financial freedom. You've got to protect your principal. You've worked hard for that money. You've been diligent. You've saved it. You've invested it. You want to make safe investments that guarantee that your money is going to be available to you when you need it. Because you never know when life's going to happen and when you might need that money. So this floor guarantees that you never lose your principal. And that's a, vital important to, uh, that's a vitally important key to building long-term wealth, guaranteed principal protection. That's going to keep you safe. Uh, now, let's just take a look at a, an example here. I want to pull an example, and we're going to do a little bit of math here, so I want you to stay with me. I'll try to make it as simple as possible so you can follow along. Let's say we're making investments into a fund that's exposed to market risk. This could be a traditional IRA, 401k, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Uh, many of those are exposed to market risk. Bonds tend to be a little safer in downtimes, but they also offer much less growth. So if we go into the right fund that doesn't have any market risk, we can get growth with guaranteed uh, protection of principle or no losses. But if we're exposed to market risk, let's see what happens. Let's say we're doing something very diligent. I know a lot of people aren't just diligent, but let's just say we're putting away $500 a month into a savings account to build for retirement. Now, if we do that for 30 years, that means we've deposited and saved a total of $180,000. Now, that would be a wonderful thing right there, just to have $180,000 in savings. And if that's you, I say, congratulations. This is a great start to building wealth. But if you're diligent and you save that $500 a month for 30 years, and then that account grows at an average of 7% per year, you'd have $614,000. Well, that's great. That would be wonderful growth. That would be a a good return. You invest 180, you have $614,000. But let's be real about that 7% per year. It doesn't happen. You see, one year, the market goes up 10%. The next year, it goes up 2%. The next year, it loses 5%. So really, over time, your average growth on most funds can come in around 3%. So if I do that around 3%, now I've got 4% less. I'm only sitting at around $240,000. That's not really a big gain coming in because my funds are seriously exposed to market risk. Now, what happens if I've got a floor on that and I never lose any value? The market goes up 10% this year. It goes down 3% next year. But guess what? I still got my 10% gains I never lost. So if it went up 10% this year and went down 3% next year, now I've got losses. My average gains come out to less than 7%. But now if I've got a floor on that, I've still got my 10%. So I put in my 100,000, I've got my 110. My account continues to grow and it never loses value. It's very very safe to have a floor and a cap in place. Now, I wish I could show you a really video illustration in our live workshops, we really dig down in this to show you more how it works, but I want to be able to give you the idea of what it is to be exposed to market risk. Market risk is one of the biggest destroyers of wealth that we've got out there. So watch your funds. Take a look at where you're at. Make sure you're looking at things that protect you with a floor and a cap. Protect yourself from risk as much as possible. You know, one of the greatest examples I, I read recently as, in a risk-free investment was a guy saying, let's just go buy nickels. Now, now think about this for a second. Right now, it costs more to make a nickel than a nickel is worth. It costs almost $0.07 cents to make a nickel, but a nickel's only worth $0.05. Cents. Now, years ago, back in the 70s, uh, our our U.S. government discovered that it cost more to make a penny than a penny cost. So in 1978, they changed the composition of the metals that go into the penny. So everything prior to 1978 cost almost two cents to make a one-cent penny. But after 1978, they got the cost back down to where it cost less than the value of the penny to actually make the penny. So now today, if you look at this, All of the pennies made prior to 1978 are worth more than a penny when you go to a coin dealer to trade it. And that's because they're valued based on the metals that are contained within that coin. Today's nickels cost almost seven cents to make. I think the exact account's like around 6.7, 6.8 cents that it's what it costs to make a nickel. So if you just went out and bought a bag of nickels today and stuck them in a vault somewhere, you've already got almost a 20% gain on your investment because sooner or later the Federal Reserve is going to catch up with the fact that nickels cost more to make than they're worth and they're going to change the composition of the metal and to make the nickels and when they do that, all the nickels that you've got today are suddenly going to be worth more. They're going to be worth their value based on the metals contained in them. Uh, years ago, they used to make uh, coins, silver coins, and you can buy them now. They're called junk silver where they're 90% silver, you can buy them uh, at coin dealers, they're they're worth more than their face value because of the value of the silver that's contained within them. Uh, so now you've got a protected investment that's actually worth more. These are safe, risk-free investments. And when you're talking about the metals in coins, they tend to go up in value when the market goes down. So even in a deflationary cycle, you're protected here. These are safer type investments and, and only very minimal examples. Uh, another great example of a very safe, risk-free investment is cash value life insurance policies. Now, I know some people are, are thinking, wow, I don't want to buy whole life or, or universal life or, or anything like that because it costs more. Well, yes, it could cost more. Uh, it could cost more than term. Uh, the truth is you've got to have some kind of insurance anyway. It's part of your financial plan, but that's, an, that's another story. But when you look at these cash value policies, they're designed to build cash value that you can use before you die. They're used by people like J.C. Penney. Uh, Ray Kroc from McDonald's actually tapped into his cash value policy in in order to start to build and expand the McDonald's franchise early on in its conception. These cash value policies offer you guaranteed principal protection. Uh, Many people use them in place of a retirement fund because you can also use these cash value policies to build up a retirement income and you can draw from them tax-free. That helps you eliminate another one of the wealth killers, and that's taxes. And we'll talk more about taxes in, in another episode. Uh, so you can use these policies in order to build a more stable financial future and, and, and minimize your market exposure risk and stay a little more in line with your plan to grow a solid financial future. I know we're going a little bit long today. I just want to touch real quickly on a second of the wealth killers, and that's fees. Uh, when I talk about fees, I'm talking about bank fees. See, it's not bad enough that you're exposed to market risk, uh, it's also that you're exposed to the fees. And these fees add up in multiple different ways. Uh, one of the fees is just account maintenance fees that we see on our checking and savings accounts today. In my opinion, one of the biggest rip-off schemes the banks have ever come up with. Uh, it just saddens me that you have to pay a bank in order to use the bank when the bank's also using your money so they can make money. So the bank's making money in so many different ways. They take your money. You deposit in an account today. It says pending if you look in online. Now think about this. You take and go deposit $100 in your bank account today. You go home, you log in online, you can see that that $100 is deposited, but it's not available to you because it's a pending deposit. It's not going to post till tomorrow. Now, what the bank does with that is every day, these banks practice sweep strategies where they come in, they sweep the accounts of all this dormant money, and then they go trade it overnight on the currency market. That's a $5 trillion a day trading market, by the way. And then they trade all that They make money on it, and then they bring it back in, and then they release your money to you tomorrow. So they're using your money to make money. And then they're charging you even more in account fees to do it. But that's just the beginning. You see, now they're making... Tens of thousands of interest, hundreds of thousands in interest on these sweep accounts that they're trading overnight when you're not looking. So they're making that kind of money on your money. And then they charge you these fees. And these fees, just account maintenance fees, run three to $500 per year. Now, that may not sound like much, but a few hundred dollars a year put into an account and compounding over time could mean tens of thousands of dollars more in your financial portfolio. But that's just the small end of the scheme. The next end of this scheme on these fees gets into your investment funds. And let's look at that real quick. If we're talking about your IRA, your 401k, you're investing into stocks through a broker, uh, you're buying mutual funds. Now, all of a sudden, we're looking at where the real fees come in. Now, these fees, let's just rattle off a few of them. We've got management fees, uh, marketing fees, trading costs, administrative fees, record keeping fees, purchase fees, account fees, redemption fees. There's 12B1 fees, soft dollar costs. These are just a few of the fees that start to get rolled in. And now if you look at your management fee, this is the one that a lot of people will tend to advertise. They'll say our management fee is really low. We might have a half a point or a point or up to a point and a half for management fees. I even see them advertise low management fees at two and a half percent. Now two and a half percent sounds low, but all these other fees add up on top of that. So you take away management fees. Now let's look at trading costs. You see, every time a broker trades, they've got to pay money to a to an exchange fund house for that trade. It's just like if you're using E-Trade or Scott Trade, you're paying so much per trade. These fees end up getting passed right back on to all of us who are invested in that mutual fund. Uh, redemption fees, account fees, they all start to add up. So you pay the management fees and then you pay all these fees on top of it. So those fees can range from 3.17% to 4.67%. So let's go back and take a quick look at what that would do to your account if you were saving $500 a month for 30 years. Now if you were doing that and you've got total deposits of $180,000 and you manage to grow at 7% every year, Let's say the market worked in your favor and you got that 7%. Now you've grown that $180,000 that it took you 30 years to build up to a portfolio that's worth $614,000. Now that's a good rate of return. If you manage to escape market risk and manage to get that consistent 7% return every year, that's what you're going to have. But then you've got to look at fees. Now, fees on that. Let's say that you've got 7% gains per year, but let's go with the low end of the fees and say your fees are only 3.17%. Now, that 3.17% could mean total potential fees of almost $240,000. So you gain, let's do the math on this, you invest $180,000 into an account that earns 7% per year by spending $500 a month over the course of 30 years. You grow it to 614000 That means your total gains are $434,000. But then your potential fees, and we're doing the low end at 3.17%. You gain 434000 Your fees are $239,000. Almost half, about 55% of your gains are gone to broker fees. Now, how does that make you feel about, about the fees that you're paying. You think it's a really low fee, but then you see all those other undisclosed fees that get passed on to us. That means you, you might escape market risk, but then you get hammered by the fees. The way to get around this is to get into funds that aren't gonna charge you those fees. You've got ultra low cost funds where they're not charging you some fees. Uh, they're cutting down these costs so that you're getting more of your gains. You definitely wanna keep more of your gains. You want to keep as many of the gains as you possibly can. And the only way to do that is to get into some of these low-fee funds. Now, you're looking at these funds. uh, Cash value life insurance is one that has very few fees to manage. You've got the floor. You've got the cap. So you're escaping market risk and you're escaping all those big fees that are eating away. And you're getting more solid gains. So that becomes a great option. Uh, There's some great low-fee IRA 401k plans out there, like America's Best 401k or America's Best IRA, I believe. You can do a Google search on that. Ultra-low fees and a great way to be able to grow and protect. Uh, Of course, these could keep you from some exposure to the fees, but they don't always guarantee you exposure to market risk. The only way way to get away from market risk is to look at funds that have a floor and a cap. I know I could give you a lot more on both of these subjects today. I've really wanted to cover some of these. I've got two more wealth killers that we'll cover in another episode, but I don't want to keep you today. Uh, We've been here, we're getting close to the half hour mark and I want to keep these things palatable. So uh, for now, I just want you to Start looking at how these two wealth killers of risk and fees have been eating away at your portfolio, especially right now as we're at the top of the market. We know we can't set records forever. We know that we're going to have to begin a downtrend sometime soon. I've seen big banks, both Bank of America and Chase Bank, have come out with reports where they're predicting a beginning of a downturn to start in the latter part of 2017. When the banks are starting to look at this, I know that other Uh, that when the banks are starting to look at this, I know they're preparing their portfolios. And a lot of times banks even invest in these cash value life insurance policies for the pension plans for their big executives. They know it's safer. So that's where they start to move their money when they get ready for a downturn. You should think about what you're doing before before the downturn comes. Let's protect your... Portfolio from market risk and from the losses that come with market risk, and then start taking the necessary steps you need to take to get your portfolio investments away from the high fee categories where you're going to give away your gains. Uh, And then we'll take a look at the next two wealth killers, which are taxes and interest, in our next episode. So be sure and tune with us then. Uh, I know you'll be glad to get more of this. My goal is to help you learn as much as you can about how money works so that you can keep as much of the money as you possibly can and ultimately be financially free. Thanks for joining me. I'll look forward to next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Simply Finance Podcast with host Troy Peterson. We hope you were able to take away some essential strategies for recapturing control of your finances and more importantly, enhancing your life. This podcast is made possible by Palma Bella Consulting, For access to more episodes of this podcast or further financial coaching tools, please visit us at www.palmabella.com. And remember, if you want to simplify your life, start by simplifying your finances.